Welcome to the Tuning In Podcast, where we talk alignment, intuition, and our internal guidance system. We cover woo-woo topics in an approachable and practical way. I'm your host, Dana Evans of Alignful.com. Welcome to another episode of the Tuning In Podcast. We are in week four of the sloth experiment. (laughs) And oh, I feel like I am really taking you on this journey with me. This is no joke. I so love and appreciate you for being here, for listening, for sharing this. It seems to me that a lot of people are resonating with this sloth experiment and it's hitting a chord. So I am so grateful that you share it with those that you think will resonate and that you continue to follow along because I believe that if it's something I'm experiencing, right, and going through, it's also something other people are experiencing and are going through or need to go through or want to go through. I am here to, yeah, be that guide. And I'm the guinea pig. So I hope at some point that I can walk others through this process in a more simplified way that fits really well into their lifestyles. And that's kind of why I'm just exploring and learning. So week four of the sloth experiment. Now, technically, or officially it's week four, technically it's like week six or seven for me or eight, (laughs) because I kind of embarked on this in September. So I've been tracking it with you guys for four weeks, but I've kind of been exploring it on my own before then. And man, it's just so interesting what's coming up each week. And truthfully, this week, I didn't want to sit down to record an episode. And I considered skipping it. And then I thought, well, why do I want to skip it? Why don't I want to record? And what I realized is that it's the same reason why I haven't spoken to anybody this week, (laughs) this past week. I have been in a phase of silence. I went through all of last week and had very few conversations. Most notably, I didn't speak to my mother all week and she and I it's not beyond us to talk multiple times a day and we can talk. We can talk easily for an hour or more. So I didn't even speak to her until Saturday and she's like, oh my gosh, have I spoken to you all week? And I said, no, mom. She's like, wow, good for us. (laughs) She was like proud of us, but it was just a week where I didn't have it in me to talk to people. I didn't feel inspired to talk. I didn't feel like I had the energy and I just wanted to be quiet. In fact, I hardly even spoke with John, which of course is easy for both of us because we can tend toward quietness. He certainly does. So I just was embracing silence. And I did voicemail some people and some different like conversations that had to be had, but overall it was very quiet over here. And I'm just like to any of my friends, my close friends who are listening and being like, God, Dana's hard to get a hold of. I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's just a lot for me right now to be engaging that much. In fact, I had a phone call with one of my dear friends 
and my magical morning partner yesterday, and we talked for like two hours and I had trouble just like getting the energy up to even be on that call. And then it totally, I was out for the rest of the day. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm doing in this phase, the sloth experiment is I'm very much honoring and embracing the two in my human design profile. I am a projector with a two, four profile and the two is the hermit and the four is the opportunist. So it's very opposite energies. And what I've gone into and I'm embracing more than I ever do is the hermit, right? We tend to celebrate the opportunist, celebrate the social butterfly who can chat to people who has all the energy. And then if you pull away, if you don't want to hang out, there's something wrong with you, right? But this is really a time where I'm allowing that hermit, that two part of me to be fully, fully honored and cared for and nurtured. And this is so beautiful because as I'm doing that, right, I'm noticing, which is what I'm documenting in this series of different things come up. Every week is a little bit different. And this week was so much more about silence and just being. But a lot came up during the time, including anger. It's something that I've been going through a lot of this week of just having anger show up. In fact, yesterday I had the most delightful evening with my husband. He didn't have to run. The one day a week he doesn't run is Monday. And so at like five o'clock or five thirty, I made us a little cocktail, a walktail. I put it in our little travel containers, a little old fashioned. And then we bundled up and went outside in our neighborhood. And then we walked around the neighborhood and looked at all the pretty lights that are put up in our neighborhood. And it was nice. We walked and we talked and it was nighttime and it was beautiful. We had our little cocktail. And then we came home and I made a really simple dinner and then read a little bit and then proceeded to get very angry at John. (laughs) And no... There was no particular reason. I felt agitated and then I went to bed and then I woke up and I was like, you're still up. What are you doing? Oh, I imagine you're going to clean the kitchen now and be loud just in time for me to go to sleep. And I was just snapping at him. And then I didn't sleep well. And this morning I looked at it. I'm like, what is that? Like, where is this anger coming from? And I'm realizing that just like I had anxiety, just like I had a lot of sadness and like raw feeling, anger is one of those feelings. And I just texted a friend of mine who does NLP and she does this thing where you like clear all your old emotions. She and I are going to do a session together to clear some of this. And I was like, where is anger on this scale of like emotional processing? She's like, it's first because anger is like blocking other emotions. So we're going to do an NLP session where I kind of help move through this anger. And she says, when you keep talking about anger, I'm like, we need to do this. (laughs) So we're going to look at this together because it's so interesting, right? I'm not judging it. I'm not, you know, being mad at myself. I am being kind to John and this morning I said, I'm sorry, I've been snappy with you. It's just part of what I'm going through, but no, like we're in this together and I love you, but it's real guys. (laughs) It's real. So 
anger and silence. That is what has been going on this past week. And then I had somebody, I've had all these people come out of the woodwork who I had no idea listened to my podcast or follow me on Instagram who I don't know. And it's such an amazing, interesting experience. I'm like, wait, you listen to my stuff? Like this matters to you? What? It's not just my mom and my friends. I mean, my husband doesn't even listen to my podcast. (laughs) It's not really up his alley. And plus he lives it IRL, if you know what I mean. So someone, she reached out to me and said, I've been following along with your sloth experiment. And whenever I feel like a natural tendency to do something, I always like to do some research and see if there's some ancient wisdom behind it. And she sent me this amazing article from the New York Times, and it is called What We Can Learn from Solitude. And it is about the hermit culture. I kid you not. (laughs) The hermit culture. And what they've been doing, and it's particularly interviewing two people, what they've been doing to help people during this pandemic to embrace seclusion and solitude and discover the person who's within. And I read this article this morning and it was so fun and interesting to read. And There's a lot of different things that came up that I wanted to share, and I will post this article in the show notes, but there's a lot that we can learn from this silence, and it's an ancient culture that has been embraced way before I did my sloth experiment, obviously. But I love this. It says that following this hermit lifestyle is a means to draw closer to, immerse oneself in that or who which is larger than we are to immerse ourselves in spirit as it were and if that is not exactly what I am doing I don't know what is and then it says the hermit that they were talking about Mr. Fredit said that the understanding that your own deeper self is always beside you is the key to transforming anxiety-ridden isolation into nurturing solitude. Once you begin to talk to yourself, know yourself, then you realize that you're not alone. Once you begin to talk to yourself, know yourself, then you realize that you're not alone. Is that not so beautiful? That's our inner voice our inner being, our deeper selves. You are not alone. You have this part of you that is so wise, so connected, so present. And all you need to do is tune in to that presence. And when I read that, I just knew, you know, that is exactly what we're here to experience. And one of the other things that came up that they said is all the hermits we interviewed described experiencing a psychological dredging process in the early days of their solitude. They described the emotions that came up as junk or sludge and emerging for self-love. That's what's going on with me. (laughs) And You have to read this article. It's so wonderful and such a reminder, like even if you're not 
doing the sloth experiment like I am, we are still living in isolation a lot more than normal. And we still need to care for that instead of resist it and be afraid to be alone, right? The hermit lifestyle is choosing solitude, right? Choosing the presence with your deeper self, choosing meditation and prioritizing that stillness throughout your day. And this came up also yesterday I hosted, oh, so As you may know, every semester I teach a course called Mindset and Movement to the college called the Colorado School of Minds. And these are very heady people. They are engineering science students. And I have 50 5-0 students every semester. And yesterday was the last virtual class of the semester. And I always get so emotional because these kids, oh, they're so beautiful. Like this class is such a reprieve from them. And they very much kind of lean toward the hermitude, right? And they get to experience like a different way of seeing the world by attending this class. Well, one of the students at the almost the very end of the session yesterday, he said, how can I remember or teach myself to be strong? How can I get comfortable with being alone? The more time I spend alone, the more I feel really uncomfortable and afraid. Oh, and do you just not want to cry? (laughs) I do. I also have a lot of emotions right now. But I said to him, the first thing to be aware of is that you're uncomfortable. We talked about this last week on the podcast. Being uncomfortable is a good thing. It means that you're transitioning, you're changing, you're evolving, and we can't evolve and stay comfortable. And that when you stop fighting yourself and looking at what you don't want and how you don't want to be alone with yourself and what you don't like about yourself— and start asking questions in the affirmative, you'll start to see yourself differently and see the value of the quality time that you have with yourself. Because this is a very special time that we have right now, if we're willing to take advantage of it. I asked him, I said, one thing you can ask yourself is, how am I strong already? How have I been strong up until this point? What am I doing well right now? What do I like about myself? How can I benefit from more time alone? And then journal on these questions. And he said it totally helped him shift his perspective and he was already feeling better about it just by that little conversation. And then I, of course, sent him this article (laughs) about being a hermit. So a further thing about the hermits is they very much respect and embrace nature as part of their meditation, part of their honoring, and part of their solitude practice. And here's another beautiful story. So this morning I woke up after not sleeping while I woke up at like 4.15 in the morning and I was like, Bleh. and I felt the resistance and anger and just like a little sadness in my chest. So I sat down, I did some journaling, made my tea and lemon water and sat by the fire and decided to pull a card from 
this beautiful card deck that I had. I pulled three cards. And the question I asked myself was, what do I need to do about this resistance and anger that I feel? Like, do I need to do anything? What do I need to do? What is it? So I felt into it. I pulled three cards. The first card was dance and shake it out. (laughs) That was the message. It was like, shake up your energy. Sometimes the best way to move energy is to just put on a good song and dance. I was like, okay, totally. The second card was all about beauty. And it said, take time to appreciate the beauty around you, especially that in nature. And then you also contribute to the beauty around you. So I'm like, okay, go on a walk, appreciate the trees and nature. Like that's a beautiful thing. And then I'm going to actually like shower and put on makeup and get dressed today and like add to my own level of beauty. And then the very third card was get grounded. And the message was spend time in nature. And I'm like, okay, message received. (laughs) Move my body, be in nature, appreciate everything around me. Got it. And what a beautiful message then to read this article about the hermits of like, yeah, they embody nature. In fact, one of the people that they interviewed in the article, they said, (laughs) we have a rock, a huge rock that is sticking out of the mountains. Her name is Petra, and we have a path that leads right out to Petra. And when things are difficult, I go out and I lean on Petra and I say, give me some guidance, right? They honor nature and they spend time in nature. And that is exactly what I am being asked to do, especially as some of these feelings of anger are being dredged up. And it's just a reminder to me and to each one of you that hermit living solitude is part of our process of being a human and we're gifted right now with more space to be quiet to be calm to be slower even if you have kids right even if you're working full-time there is a bit of a slower pace happening and the question is are you fighting it or are you willing to embrace it And I'm choosing, as you know, to embrace it full on and see what comes out of this experience. We cannot be summer all year long, right? We have a natural desire to retreat like the seed that we plant in the earth, right? It can't bloom immediately. It needs to go into the darkness, into the muddy, wet earth so it can sprout all of that happening beneath the surface for months and months and months before we see what emerges. And even after the beautiful, full, abundant bloom of summer, it goes back to self, journey to self. It retreats back into the dirt, into the soil to start all over again. And we have this opportunity. So what does it look like if you allow yourself to say no, to not overschedule? Even in the world of pandemic, 
we can still overschedule ourselves with too many Zoom calls, too many phone calls, too many FaceTimes, right? Too many voice memos, too much time on Facebook or Instagram. What happens when you say no to the outward energy and say yes to the inner solitude? And then make peace with the discomfort and the emotions that it dredges up, knowing that they're just simply ready to be released so that you can continue to blossom and bloom. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me on this week's episode. If this resonates with you and you would love to share it, tag me on Instagram. As always, reviews are really, really helpful on iTunes, so you can rate and review and just share it as it feels natural to support other people in your life. I so appreciate you and thank you for following along in the great sloth experiment. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Tuning In Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Tuning In Podcast. As always, if this would resonate with anyone you know, please share the episode. You can follow along with my journey on Instagram at Dana underscore Evans or find me on my website at alignful.com. <laughs>